0: Hey everyone, today we speak with the amazing Osher Ginsberg and we speak about mental health. In particular, there is mention of suicidal ideation, um, also medication and body image things. So if any of these topics bring up anything for you, please give this one a miss. Um, they are brief mentions um, and there are going to be some resources in the show notes as well for you. The number for Lifeline is thirteen eleven fourteen. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. We, uh, look, actually, yeah, let, let's, let's start. Do, let's start, three, let's start I, I love Osha's
1: stories and I feel like it's... Don't good. 3, 2, 1. Fuck, I know I'm Southern Cross Listeria, but don't you dare 3, 2, three, one. 2, Say here we go. Fuck one. all of you. <laughs> fuck you all. That's a lot, isn't it?
0: Okay, we're here with the incredible Gold Logie future winner. Fingers crossed nominee at the moment, but he's he's gonna win for sure. We've got the amazing, incredible, talented, intelligent, kind, empathetic. Um, I would say a mentor of mine. Oh, I love Osha. Oh, and it's Osha Ginsburg. Sorry, Abby. I'm so grateful <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having me, team. I
1: am I'm so grateful to finally be on on this one. You've had me on the other one, um, which is fun. Mm. But it's not as fun as this one. And it's tricky because like last night, Abby, you know, I'm, I'm very much a... So, yes, I'm nominated for this Gold Logie, right? Mm-hmm. And God, hang on. What, what? I know this is a podcast, but people have got to fucking understand how astounding you look today. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. Oh, yeah, I, well, I got ready while I was half crying. So I think it's the puffy face <laughs> and I'm looking like... Like glowy, you know what I mean? The tears.
1: Well, the, it's the boots, it's the, it's the story. It's the story right? There's a whole story being told here. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Osha. Um, I've been trying to, the moment that I found out that I was going to be nominated, right, mm. there commenced an epic battle between me and my ego, the ego that used to run everything, mm. the ego that used to run the show. And still tries and still occasionally does. And I then have to wrestle my life back from this Mm self-will that destroyed so much of my life. And my ego has just been writing acceptance speeches in my head. I'm like, fuck, shut up. (laughs) No. I'm fucking arm wrestling my ego to the ground every day going, buddy, it's not beyond your control. You can't control it. It's fine. It's fine. And I've been mostly okay for the last three weeks. But then last night I saw a screenshot of the gambling odds Mm -hmm. for the gold logie winning, uh, who's going to win the gold Logie nominees. Um, Hamish Blake's paying a dollar 40. All right. I, as the seventh of the seventh gold Logie winners, I am the rank outsider at 21 bucks. <gasps> no, we're and I saw that on. last night. I mean, it looks like, it's just a, you know, you know, fucking gambler. Yeah, you destroy lives. You, yeah, you got cool ads, but you destroy lives. And my heart was just like, oh. oh. And luckily, I'm down in Melbourne, like without my family, uh, which sucks because I miss them desperately. But they didn't, Audrey didn't have to see my ads. Yeah. So You're I was gorgeous, just, I just had Audrey. like about ten minutes worth of wrestling that sad away. And then I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. But Osha,
0: I can't believe you're 20. I don't think that's accurate. I know, I know the, the, the odds are always right, but I feel like with something like this, when it's public voting and we've still got a week out, I really do think my link, when I forced everyone to vote for you, my link <laughs> click got like two and a half thousand clicks.
1: So, oh wow, that's very sweet of you, and thank you. You didn't have to do that, and I'm very grateful. But I
0: want you to win because the thing is, for those listening, first of all, the only time I'll ever say to pause the podcast, we'll put the link in the show notes to go and vote. You vote for everyone, like every category. It takes like two minutes. Just make sure you vote Osha and look at him; he's getting all shy. I just think (laughs) it's—I just think it's incredible that. You've never won a Logie. I remember we we no. were at this this like star power awards lunch thing, and yeah, Osha we was in the top five. What what were you? What were, what was your star uh, power, baby? Uh, i
1: number. I got number six. Number six,
0: because oh, yeah, I think I was, Which was seven. I,
1: that was you were there. I was very proud to be on stage with you. <laughs> um, that was a, and that that was a really big a big deal. But I made a conscious decision that around the Logie nomination there would be like. Press and there'd be interview opportunities, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do the regular TV guy interview because every when well, normally when I do press, it's speak speak about a particular show, mm-hmm. so I don't get a chance to speak how I normally would, and that is the way I would speak on my podcast every week, and this time I'm like, no fuck it. I'm just going to go and I'm going to speak about ego. I'm going to speak about how I couldn't get a job before Bachelor. And that was a result of, you know, drinking and using and like basically self sabotaging, and destroying my career and then working my way back. And it's very much a conscious decision to be like, this is probably the only time I'm going to get nominated. And I'm going to use this opportunity to let people know that you know because i never really get a chance to let people know what i'm really about because that's not the job on the shows that i'm on mm-hmm. right you know because i think you can't be what you can't see and so many people don't know what they're looking at when they see me right they don't know that like oh right so this is someone who's managing complex mental illness this is someone who was suicidal at one point in their life this is what recovering alcoholism and drug use looks like oh all right It's not just someone screaming, take it off,
0: Mm, you know? (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, it's interesting, even the public perception of you, I mean, I think it's very good. It's very... Everyone loves Osha. Every time I, for a while there, I go on a date and everyone's first question, like, what's Osha like? And I go, oh, Ah. Jesus Christ. And I would say, I would say, it's like he's reached Nirvana. He's so calm and he's so good at his job. That was when we just done um, Bachelor. But I think it's even funny, like on on the other side of you saying you want to show the real you, um, for example, your TikToks right now. (laughs) <laughs> I'm losing it, right? It's so funny, and I got They're a great. I did a question box, and there were so many questions about "quote unquote" like who's running Osha's TikTok. What's uh, and it's funny to me because I know you not as like TV host Osha. Like when you when we're doing Mask or when we're doing Bachelor or whatever we're doing, it's like you're Osha and then you are doing a job, and yeah, that's the job, and yeah. and real yeah. Osha. It's very in line. This sense of humor is very in line with you. So I find it so funny that people oh, yeah. are asking who's running your TikTok, when I'm like, that's just things Osha would do for fun and send, <laughs> and send them to people. <laughs> like that's just who Osha yeah. is. So yeah. I think while you're saying, you know, this is there, there, there's a there's a deeper and more I guess intense and perhaps um, you know you've you've gone through so much, you've overcome so much, and I presume you go through a lot still to, to have the career that you do, but also there's a really fun, silly side to you that I just love and that I get, I'm so excited that I get (coughs) to work with you and speak to you about things and, you know, speak to you when I'm having a shit time. And, and you're saying that there's a side to you that isn't shown that maybe is overall difficult or hard to deal with, but I think there's also a side to you that isn't shown that's how incredibly wonderful you are. And the reason That's why you. you have the jobs that you do, and why you're so good at your jobs, and why everyone loves working with you,
1: as well—that's very sweet of you to say, Abby. And it's a very conscious, you know, it's a very conscious thing. In that, it wasn't always that way. Mm. Uh, and certainly, getting, you know, this this is an opportunity. This this Loki's thing is, is fun because I'm finding old footage and I'm you know I'm putting old footage up and I'm putting old photos and stuff up. And there's like, mean, there's stuff I don't remember doing. Yeah, you know? not because I was busy, but just because. I don't know. You say that my a lot. Head was that. On
0: set, you say like yeah. Osher will tell these amazing stories on Last singer, and I will get so excited because I'm like, it's like something will bring something up, like a song, and Osher will tell a story about yep. Channel V days or when he was in radio or you know when he wasn't working and it, you know. And you say a lot they don't remember it. Why? Can I ask? Why is it because when you were struggling with alcoholism, oh. is that? Because you were on or because you just, it was so much that was happening.
1: I think it's a combination of both, Abby. I think it's a combination of, well, you know, now knowing what I know about how my memory forms differently to other people's memories because of the way that my brain is, it explains a bit. Also the amount of drinking and using, it affects your hippocampus. It affects the way that you form memories, which is what I learned is that when I was, you know, drinking and using, um, if I did something that hurt somebody while I was in that state, um, I didn't connect the action with the consequence. And so therefore the next time I was drinking or whatever, like I would do the action again because I hadn't learned the lesson Okay, because I didn't, I never connected the two. Normally if you've done something and you hurt somebody's feelings, you're like, Oh shit oh, I've done, oh, I fucked up.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Okay, next. I'm going to be more careful next time because I, I feel bad on the inside and I know I can see their face. They feel bad on the inside. But when my ability for form memories uh, is affected by drinking, that doesn't happen and you end up doing the same. That's why there's, you know, we've all got that mate who's still pulling his pants down on top of the pool table, even though he gets kicked out of the pub three times for it. It's like, yeah. you really don't listen, do you, Jason? <laughs> like, it's not that... Jason can't stop doing it. Jason can, but he just does not remember that the there's a consequence to the action. They don't put it together. Uh, but yes, also that was, I was, you know, very busy. And but I don't, re- I don't, I literally don't remember the second season of Australian Idol. I know I was there, um, but I don't remember doing it at all. There's things of that year that I do remember, but I think it was generally because it was always on a Sunday, and um, uh, there's. Every chance that I would be getting to bed somewhere around five or six a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the Sunday morning, and then it was five or six hours of sleep. Wake up, you know, two massive coffee, six hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. Drive to the studio for a two thirty call. I was right to drive, but I don't think my my brain had recovered enough from the night before to you know pull it together. To remember what was going on, but it was also quite chaotic. It was a lot of everything happening all at the same time, and that's a part of it. I did not stop down. Luckily, I took a lot of pictures. Look, took a lot of photos. I was going to
0: say, do does Um, it jog your memory when you see clips and photos, or not really?
1: A little bit, yeah, it does a bit. I I, I sometimes place things. I have a hard time placing things sometimes. But um, look, you know, it was all most of the time that I was at work. It was okay, and you know, I was all right because I was at work and I was something to focus on. It was nice to do. Um, but the not at work stuff was started to get worse and worse and worse over time. And so I'm very, I'm very grateful to, to be here. And, and I've got to, I've got to say like, nothing makes me more happy than to see you do this. And I know I've told you this before. Um, but you know, we were on our, you were on your radio show and it probably you know, didn't make the cut. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think people realize how fucking hard you work to be where you are. I have been in this game a long time. I started when I was 20 in 1994, all right, when TV was in 4 by 3 and we did radio <laughs> on tapes. And I wasn't okay. born yet, Osha. This is true, all right. <laughs> uh, this is true. People think this idea that you can sleep your way to the top. You fucking can't, all right? There's no way. You can't
0: play no a tricky way. Th- no, you can't.
1: No, and I'm, I say this out loud because sometimes when I have commented on, on something that you've done, people – will come at you with something like that. I'm like, are you fucking joking me? Like there's, you don't get your job as a gift. You don't get your job as a favor, Abby. Mm. You get your job and you keep your job because you work harder than the literally 1000 people that are lined up along George Street to do it. For free, tomorrow. You work so fucking hard at what you do. And not only that, you are so consciously focused upon how you can improve what it is that you do. And this is the thing that sets people apart in this gig and that you look, okay, that was that show. How can I do it better now? Or what can I do here? How can I do this better? And um, I don't think people realize that. They look at you and they look at how you exude and communicate as a part of your communication, your sexuality is a part of that. And people see that and think that's the reason. Mm. No, it's fucking not, man. No, it's fucking not. That cannot and has never sustained a career. What it is that you do off air is a thing that people will never see. Um, but god damn, you work fucking hard, man.
0: Thank and, you, Osha. Um,
1: and not many people know that. Not many people work as hard as you do, and it makes me very, very happy to see. Thank um, you. I'm Usher. really, I'm really proud of, of of how hard you work. And um, you know, when I watched the first ep of F Boy, I think I texted you within seven minutes of watching it. I was like, I know absolutely exactly everything that would have had to happen for that. Moment yeah. to occur on camera, and you fucking did it. You nailed it. That's ten hours of pre- preparation. I was shitting
0: myself. I remember I was yeah. like crying to Helen. and She's like, "Just call Osha. Just call Osha, and Osha will make you calm down." And I was like, "No, because I don't want to annoy. Osher. I want Osha to think that I wake you up. never annoy shit. me.
2: Oh <laughs> come, come on! Your opinion me means anytime. a lot, Osha. You you
0: your opinion means a lot because because you, you do you know a, f- a million times more than than I do how much how much work it takes. And you and un- you. I see you do it on set and I've seen you on both the shows that you do, you know, both the big ones that you do, how you do them differently. And I I think about how, yeah, how you approach this job and how you are able to stay sane during this job, which is very fucking Thanks impressive. <laughs> yes, it's very impressive <laughs> yeah. because it's very easy to go off the fucking rails. I, but I, I, wanted, I wanted people listening to understand, like, because in every interview I've seen, you've just been so grateful that you're nominated and you've just been so almost shocked. And like you said, you're like, this is the only opportunity that I'll get, which I disagree with. I think you are. And I know, I mean, every, you're a cornerstone of Australian TV. Like you're like, I don't think that this is, I'm shocked that you haven't been nominated. You're the DiCaprio of our country. Um, But but you keep saying there was a time you were certain you wouldn't work in Australia again. How did you get there? And how did you get, what happened with Bachelor? How did you get Bachelor then?
1: Oh, right. So towards the end of Australian Idol um, the first time around so Australian Idol aired from 2003 to 2009 it was the, we did 7 seasons and around about 2005 6 my my mental health started to degrade quite significantly but I started to use alcohol instead of actual drugs that were better uh, and far more effective to deal with things. And um, the problem with alcohol is that it is a, a socially acceptable, widely available um, self-prescribed depressant. And in fact, um Oscar and I could walk across the street and buy enough gin for less than twenty bucks to kill us both, and that's perfectly legal. That we can't test a pill at a festival and that's mm. fucking bullshit. I agree, uh, mm-hmm. agree. <laughs> um, Hardcore. It's 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 so fucked mm. that this drug this drug that is so lethal and so dangerous to so many people is completely legal and so cheap. And I was using more and more of it because that's the problem. Alcohol wasn't my problem, it was my solution. And it's what I, and unfortunately the dosage that I needed kept going up and up and up and up until I so I could feel kind of at all normal. Once I finally did get on the meds, I was drinking so much. It was, I was just essentially pissing out all these SSRIs. It, was, it made no difference. And what had also happened is that I was on board a board rocket ship. All right. There was a point where the door was just constantly being knocked on. Hey, do you want to come to this? Can you come to that? Hey, we want to give you this much money. Do this thing. Can you hold this thing? We'll pay you this money. Yes, 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 yes. I just expected that that shit would just never stop and ever, never, never stop. I, as yet you know my my ego was definitely in charge of things and i just expected that would keep going and i never put any effort at all into maintaining those relationships and and being grateful for those relationships or or you know being of value or seeing how i could provide some sort of opportunity or help with somebody else and i just expected that to keep going and then they started to not happen and then they started to really not happen and then by the time idol went away it was just it was all gone and i had done no work to let people know what else i could do besides this i'd left channel v which was a very much a it was a music television channel before youtube this is where music oh, yeah, was, people of uh, uh, visual music channel v
0: i said to my pa oh yeah like obviously osha deserves a gold of them how much you deserve the gold logie. and i was like well channel v changed our lives didn't it and she was like <laughs> What's yeah, Channel V? Before, like, and I was like, didn't you sit in the computer room with your sister and watch Channel V and be excited <laughs> for emo Tuesday afternoons and see Osha go was, do big day out and like I was, like, didn't it was you? Awesome fun. My brain was like,
2: you're it's only like four ch- years. What what is what does it stand you for? You got a
0: pass because you weren't in
2: Australia. Yes, I know. But I,
0: that's why I'm so yeah. confident. It was a music television that. channel, like MTV, uh, Lem, but did the, the TV shows. It yep. was literally it was the just fucking, music videos. It was the fucking best. Okay, like we would just watch Channel V and we
1: were live. We were live every day between four and seven p.m. No one was doing that kind of shit back then. It was amazing. And But I was on that show, I was able to kind of be who I actually am. This person that just loved music and was able to be someone who loved music, talking to other people that love music to the bands that made the music. And that kind of did a job of, and, and Idol, I guess as well, I was kind of being able to speak about music a little bit, mm. but it did enough to show who I was. And what else I could be capable of. But once the V, once V went away, which I, I left that job, I was no longer able to be that. And um, and then so by the time that ended, when Idol ended, I, I hadn't been lining anything else up or speaking with anybody else or developing anything of my own or anything. And then it ended. And I had a I had a, a radio show that was on um, from Los Angeles once a week, and that was. I mean, I had this mortgage that I had got um, off the back of this gigantic pre-GFC TV job, mm. and then the TV job went away. Oh, shit. Like, hell, what am I going to do here? <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow it managed to keep going. And then the radio job went away, and then within a day, within 18 hours, I also had lost the last job I had, which was um, the voiceover for Bondo Rescue. So by this point, I, was, I had stopped drinking by this point, and whenever I'd asked about other TV shows, the oh, we're going in a different direction. Mm, the classic. Oh, they're going yeah. in another direction. We just feel, um, yeah. It was, yeah. We're actually, uh, we're thinking, of yeah, we're thinking of a different. But thank you, keep us. You know, we're glad you, you know, we'll keep you in mind. Yes. But we're going in a different direction. Yes, the classic line. And that's line. just kind of what I heard. And so, and there it was like, what, what am I going to do now? So, um, what was
0: it like going from so much intensity in every way at work? and then obviously Mm. a social life and also substance abuse, to then almost the silence of of nothing. That would have been incredibly
1: jarring. It was. uh, Thankfully, by this point, I was sober. I stopped drinking and using. And there's a a phrase in the sobriety community that I'm a part of, um, find humility before humility finds you. Mm. And humility absolutely found me and drag me kicking and screaming out from under my coffee table. It's like, don't you know who I am? I'm fucking Andrew G. I used to do that thing on telly. How come American television is not kicking down my door to make me a superstar? What's going Andrew on? <laughs> I'm
2: Andrew like, G.
1: Like, bear in mind, by this point, like, Abby, by this point, I had I had become, and I still am, the only Australian to have ever hosted live primetime network television in America mm. on, on CBS. Like, I'm like, this is it. I've done this massive show. Australia won't be able to I like, can't wait to fucking hire me again. Noop. So like, oh, in hell. What happens now? So my the guy that kind of guides me through my sobriety journey just says to me, "Look, I'm excited for you, pal." I'm like, "What do you mean, man? I don't think you told, uh, you heard me. I just lost literally lost my last two jobs in the space of a day." He goes, "Yeah," and I'm excited for you because in that space you can now create something. And I was like, "Okay," and I kind of ha- I had the sads for about a breath, and then went well, if I'm going to get out of this, the only thing I'm going to be able to do is to, I'm I'm just going to have to make the next thing that I do.
0: Were you, was any part of you, sorry to interrupt you, was any part of you, not? I guess relieved that all the pressure of the TV and all the craziness was, was any part of you relieved or no?
1: No, not at all. Because this is the only thing I've ever been able to do, Abby. I don't know how to do anything else. All right. It's the only thing I've ever been good at. And I kind of figured out that, oh, the only way I'm going to be able to get a show, or be able to work is if I create something. And so I was like, well, that's for other people to create TV formats. And then a mate of mine as a producer said, no, man, you just start and then you're a show creator. I was like, okay. And I just had to get out of my own way and go, I didn't yet have the worthiness to decide that I was worthy of You know, creating this thing. I mean, literally just sitting down, opening a phone on a computer and typing. But in my head, I'm like, oh no, 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 that's for people who are fucking teachers. Yes. So I just sat down and I and I I wrote up this dating format, and because I was out there, I was dating, and like we can talk about this another time. uh, We can talk (laughs) about today. (laughs) Um, I was on a, a swipey swipey dating app, and it was the worst thing in the world. It was fucking horrible. And I was like, there's a TV show in this. And so I wrote up this kind of, you know, I, this idea of like, well, who's really who? And I created this show and then I I've pitched it in LA a few times and I was down here for my cousin's wedding and I made an appointment to just go and see the people at Network 10 that I hadn't worked for them before, for four years at this point. Uh, and I said, oh, I've got this format. I'm just, you know, I'd be interested if, you know, you, you hear what you think of it. And so I pitched it to them and they bought it in the room, which never happens. I was like, great! And so we went into production. We went into pre-production, just kind of, this is how we're going to put it, and this is what's going to work. About six, maybe eight weeks or so passed, maybe a t- little more than that. We were like along the way of like, and here's how we're going to do the pilot, and here's what we're mm-hmm, going to shoot, mm-hmm. and and then they called up and said, hey, um, you know, were coming down here and do a dating format. I said, yeah. They said, oh, um, we just bought The Bachelor. Do you want to do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> Isn't it funny how these
0: conversations go sometimes where, like, you try and try and try and try and try to do something else and then you get a random phone call saying, do you reckon you want to, like, be a judge on The Masked Singer? And you go, yeah, right. I <laughs> just so fucking do it. But you spend all this energy doing all this other shit and it, it, it adds up to something else. But, like, it's not it's not yeah. uh, fruitless, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's like... No, 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 no. See, and this is the yeah. thing, like,
1: every, every single break in... Every break in my career has happened because I created something on spec, because I, I I, jumped up to be in the path of the comet that was going in the direction I wanted to be on. No one's going to walk down my front path and, mm-hmm. hey, you know that late night news show, that satirical news show you wanted to host? We've got it completely ready for you. We've got a cast. We've got a studio. we got the whole thing built. It's like, no, I have to build it myself. And everything that I've like, whether it be the podcast or whatever, other project, as long as you, you you kind of jump up and get, in the, get up on the trampoline, jump as high as you can to get in the path of that comet. And it might not be the thing that you wanted, but it is definitely going in that direction. So the story time and time again is you make it for free because you love it and you make it so good that it's undeniable. And so when the choice comes, who are we going to get to do this? You are the only logical option. Mm-hmm. And that has happened again and again and again. And so that's that's how the bachelor showed up in that. I just, I I created my way to into their brains as to putting myself in the room around dating formats, and then like kind of that was it because I'd done the same thing on the American show. Just how can I be just of service to other people? How can I do my job in the way that makes it the easiest day on set for everybody else? Because if I do that. And I'm doing my job perfectly. It means I came here on time, even though I was five minutes late today. <laughs> I came here on time. I'm prepared. Yeah. You know, I I know where to stand. I'm not a punish. I I I. You know, how can I make the audio person stay easy? How can I make the production runners stay easy? How can I, you know. If I make them have the easiest day at work, then I've done my best job ever. And that is all that's within my control. I can't control overnight ratings. I can't control marketing. I can't control ad spend. I can't control who puts what against us at 7.30 on a Tuesday. All I can control is that. And once I reframed to that, things just started to. Sort of, you'd be. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it. I was hosting four primetime TV shows at one point.
0: Yeah. And, you, and, and In the you're same incredible year. at it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to speak about. Mental health struggles and being a TV host. Because I think a lot of people, or yeah. being a public figure of any kind, because a yeah. lot of people, I think you aren't in this industry, get mistaken to think that to be who you are on on the show, you must be so happy and you that must be a genuine part of you. Because I don't see hosting as, yeah. I think it's a form of acting. It's definitely, you get into a zone. I mean, I can see your physical face change when you're talking to us versus when you're on the show, and that's not a manipulative or a fake thing. That is that you are getting into the character of the host of The Masked Singer Australia or the host of Bachelor Australia. Like that's – that's, and even Bachelor in Paradise, you're different to Bachelor. You activate different parts of your personality. It isn't that you are yeah, faking anything. That's
1: that's that's the job though. Totally.
0: So I did this post a few months ago when I was on tour and I was so wrecked. The first few months of the year was awful for me. And I posted that I spent a whole stellar shoot crying. And then the next day – because I was on tour, I uploaded a video of like a day in the life of tour. And there were a few comments that were saying that I'm lying about struggling mentally, because how can you go and perform if you're struggling mentally? And how could you, What? what, so so you're not just sitting in bed all day, you're performing. If you were that depressed or if you were that sad, you wouldn't be able to get out of bed, which that is a form of depression. But I also never said that I was depressed. I said that I was burnt out and ADHD burnout is different to depression. But I want to speak to you about what that experience is for you when you are having or when you have had a really awful period of time or even just a really shit day, how you access those parts of yourself. Because for me, if I'm having, like, I've, on FBoy Island, I went and cried in the sound room in the morning. I sat on the boxes and, and cried what the director held me because I was having a shit day about something else in hair and makeup. Sorry, Helen, just redo the whole thing. Um <laughs> And like you know, I've been crying in my singer change rooms. And then we go on stage, and we go like this. Literally, your face is like this, and you go, "Hi, Osha. It's such it's so good to be uh, here." You know, and it's not fake. It's yeah. just really like, okay, time to grab that part now because I I have to feel this. Ex- I have to feel really bad off camera, and then I have to feel really good on camera. And I wonder, I don't know what your experience is with that because I kind of feel I'm proud that I can do it. But I feel weird amounts of shame and confusion about how I actually feel because our jobs, you can't just, like when I used to be an analyst, a commercial real estate analyst, if I had a shit day, I could go into a meeting room and cry while I did my work all day. I could feel like shit. I cannot talk to anyone. I could just focus on that. We can't do that. We have to do it. And it kind of makes me question the validity of my feelings sometimes.
1: (laughs) Nah, or if I, I'm like I'm I was fading, like, this crazy
0: bitch that's like, oh no. my god, she's she is fake, she's manipulative. It's like I'm sorry that I well, couldn't the thing cry is like all, all of Foy Island that day because someone didn't apply to me for four days.
1: Well, <laughs> I think the did they leave you on red, motherfucker? No, it was after Valentine's Day. off show it was really stressful. Oh, okay, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, I'll text you who it was after. You, you, you can't you can't control other people.
0: No, I can't. It's all good so now.
1: there's there's a lot I'm glad. there's a lot there's a lot there but I would say that for me personally people are surprised sometimes when I talk to them about this in that like say for example season two of Bachelor Australia or it was Blake Garvey's season I'm I'm probably I don't know 77 78 kilos right now. I was like 95, 96, because I'm on antipsychotics, two kinds of antipsychotics, an SSRI and an NSRI. I'm on so many meds to try to keep me safe. I'm dealing with both passive and active suicidal ideation. I'm having glitches where my reality is fl- fucking flipping out and I'm seeing and hearing things that you know nobody else is seeing and hearing. I'm having these terrifying, horrific full body glitches like contortions of pain as each one of these things flies across my brain. Um, I'm riding my bicycle to work. I'm doing as much physical exercise as I can to try and make sure there's as little fuel as possible in my body for this stuff to feed on, right? The moment they say, okay, go in, go do the thing, (sighs) focus. I can do nothing. It's like pure mindfulness. This is the only thing that I can do. And just like, say, if someone gets injured at work, it's really important to go to work as early as possible you can to get back to work if you've been injured because having a purpose, having something to do is really, really important in getting someone better. All right. Really important. And thankfully my my job, my workplace at Network 10 and Warner Brothers as well were very supportive. I told them what was going on. I told them this is my management plan. This is the doctors I'm seeing. This is the sobriety stuff I'm doing. This is everything. They went, great. What do you need from us? They were incredibly supportive. And so when people see it and they go, oh, what's wrong with you? I'm like, mate, Like that moment, the only time you saw me was in the most calm five minutes of my day when I was there, you know, explaining some, you know, group date or, you know, dropping Mm -hmm. a date card or whatever. The other six or eight hours of my day was me literally flinching five times an hour because these thoughts are coming across my brain. No, five times a minute. Like it was overwhelmingly bad. So to be at work is... Oh, thank God I get to do this. I could be here for other people and I can get out of my own head. And the other thing is like when people look at what, you know, I do for a living and what you do for a living, to stand on stage or to publicly speak is the most terrifying thing that most people can think of.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: It is the most scary thing. So they are putting themselves in your shoes going, well, I'm terrified of that. There's no way that I could do that. I was having a bad day. Uh, the, the thing is for me, anxiety, I, I came to being on stage as a pathway to alleviation from anxiety because what well, for me, what's anxiety? Anxiety is being out of control, not understanding and deal, dealing with um, uncertainty, whatever. When am I more in control than when I'm on stage? Mm. When am I more in control? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen. I know what I'm going to speak. I know when everyone else is going to speak. I, I know it. And I get to say, when I'm on live TV, I say what happens next. The cameraman will follow me. It's fucking perfect right and then the moment we throw out of the ad break <gasps> <gasps> yeah the people go oh, i was watching you you were fine I'm like yeah because you saw me in this like if you ever i would not recommend dating a golfer but if you do <laughs> <Yeah>. like
0: <laughs> get, ask them, bizarre life advice <laughs> from washington <laughs> don't date a golfer
1: ask a golfer <laughs> to think of their perfect swing or ask a surfer to think of the best turn they ever made and you'll see their face go oh yeah It might have been a fraction of a second, but that is their their absolute pure flow state. Now, that's what people were seeing when they see me on camera. They're seeing me for this 30 seconds or five minutes, whatever, how long it is, going, oh, peace at last.
0: Yes. And that's exactly how I feel because you've got your lines, you go through, you know that all you've got to do is just react to uh, the contestants, say, on a group day, You've just got to... Be there, keep things long. You've got your points you've got to hit. What makes me so anxious is when we do my Singer, we have to go out and we get our press photos on stage before we start filming. And um, we have two warm-up guys and, and one of them makes you, doesn't make you, gives you the microphone to talk to everyone before you take it, your photo's taken. And every time I go fuck. Every time, every time I like, I'm like sweating, I'm clammy. I'm like, Hey guys, how's school holidays going? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'll here. And then, Oh, it's oh, a Spice Girl. Like I am that, that to me, it's, it's bizarre that I understand the feeling of public speaking in that moment. I think the only, the only time that I felt fine was when we were filming. And I don't know what that is. I guess it is a control thing.
1: For that, Well, I can only say like, that's, you know, that's what it was for me. I now have a far you know that's what I was chasing before I, I you know, I I, I stopped drinking because um, that was my coping mechanism. Mm. But I'm, you know, it's any day that I get to do this, it's preposterously fun. And um, but it is a job, but it's a gig. And if people if people think that oh no, that's what comes with the job, like really that really that comes with the job that you know I'll be uh, you know in Bali and you know I'm you know, fucking two and a half hours down a dirt track somewhere on a dive site, this like real remote place, and I get fucking papped getting in and out of a wetsuit. And that's, I'm supposed to be okay with that. Like how's get fucked sound?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not the job, man. The job is to be on camera. Yeah. The job is to not be, you know... I just think there are side effects
0: of jobs that like everyone has something to fucking complain about, about their jobs is the thing it's like, because we're on camera and because we get, I mean, we get paid the way that we do and we're very fortunate we're very aware of it. We still are people that have boundaries crossed continually that have articles written about us. That are inflammatory, intense, intentionally, and that are really anxiety-inducing, as well as the pressure of being on camera constantly. I was talking to someone recently about weight changes in media, and it was someone who doesn't work in in media, and they said, "Oh, but you know, no one's going to not get a gig or get a gig because their body changes." I said, "Yeah, they fucking are." I said. I said. Well, mm, they are. I said. Well, okay, they are. But let's say that's true. Let's let's say in theory yeah. that's true. I think the bigger struggle for me mentally is being photographed from every angle at all times on every camera possible known. To
1: what
2: do you mean? You don't have three fucking four cameras Literally, right now, I'm on looking you? right now all around you, all the lighting
0: <laughs> yeah. changes. But you are
1: prepared for it, though. I'm
0: prepared for it.
1: You're prepared for this. She's consenting. You are aware that this is happening yeah. today. You, yes. are, <laughs> you are putting yourself in this situation and you're aware that it's happen, happening and you are okay with it. It's when you – and that's the gig. You know, when I, when I got my hair cut, I'm like, mate, it's going to be seen from over there and it needs to make – you got to make sure that my hair, when you're not seeing my front of my face, that this doesn't distract from the moment, you know? So because that's I'm in service of the moment. If my hair is doing something dumb, mm. that's going to take uh, power away from the moment of television we're trying to make that's not about me. So we've got to sort that out. And he did. He was great. But that's the thing, you know, is I absolutely am aware of that when I'm at work that's happening. Um, but it's when, it's when it's not, when there's no consent about it, that's the, that's the real fucking creepy stuff. And it's, I, I I really struggle with how it's legal at all in mm. our country.
0: I mean, even people taking photos of me, like I'm topless at Bondi most of the time. And then people would say, well, let me topless at Bondi. If anyone was following me from walking from literally from my home with my dog down to the beach and come sitting on the beach and taking photos of me for the two hours that I'm sitting in Bondi where I live, I, I'm like, yeah. I'm on like, my way to go to the busiest beach. I live there. I'm allowed to be topless. That's someone selling photos of me. My issue isn't people seeing me topless. My issue is people profiting off my body without my consent. And then therefore me having to think, well, if I'm sitting here without a top-on, therefore I have to accept that bodies that photos of my tits are gonna be sold for money. And more money than if I had my top-ons. Therefore, I'm actually giving someone else money off my, off my body. And it's um
1: not enough, if you uh, ask no. me. <laughs> They're worth way Thank more. You. <laughs> They're worth I, way I, more. I yelled at
0: paparazzos <laughs> recently. Oh, really? Because they, well, I live, um, I live in an area that is. If you saw a photo of any of around, like around my street, you would know where it was if you knew the eastern suburbs. Like you would yeah. know very easily. And I, they'd followed me my whole walk to Coogee and back. So that's like a two-hour. And I was, and I all I do is walk my dog. And put, listen to a podcast. I don't do anything ever.
2: I have to say that as somebody who reads these headlines, like I have you on Google Alerts mm. for me because it's part of my job also mm. to know Obsessed. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. super <laughs> fan, fan um, No, but like <laughs> when I look at those headlines, I'm thinking... Oh, she probably have like it's awful. But in my head I'm like, you can see these people taking photos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they like jog, they're not they really jog. far away from you and they have this ultra
0: zoom camera sometimes lens. Sometimes they are. Sometimes, sometimes they're they on are on the really
1: long lenses, sometimes they're right. Fuck. They're they're right in your face and they're saying shit to make your face do yeah. different. Seriously, types.
0: let's do this now. I just give two fingers and go Fuck yeah, Abby. And my fr like I've my friends and well, I they'll jog backwards when I'm on a walk. And I'm like, I'm not going to change my route that I'm taking because I want to get to fucking could you with my dog. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, that's not, an, I don't think anyone would like that as a part of their job. And I don't think that's okay for anyone um, because there's safety aspects that these people are completely, completely ignoring. There's a, like, if I said to you, like, hey, Abby, see that. You know that dad over there playing with a, a, a three year old in the park. I'm going to sit in the bushes with an 800 mil lens and take photos of them. Mm. Would you be like, dude, that's a bit creepy. It's a bit <laughs> fucked, mate. You know, it, it's, it's legal, mm. but it's not mm. okay. Mm. Um, but apparently that's fucking fine. That you know people can take photos of me and me playing with my son. You know, in in the park. Like if, if if I said to you, if you're at the park, right? Any any parent watching this right now, if you're at the park and you see a guy with a long lens taking photos of you and your kid, what would you feel? Yeah, predator. Would you, would you, feel you like, not call the cops immediately? Yeah. Fucking oath you yeah. would. But apparently I'm supposed to be okay with that. Because I'm you decide
0: because you work in TV, <laughs> because you get filmed for a living, but what people are no. missing is the consent. And I've had paparazzo's like, open my car door to get in my car. Wow. And, and I filmed hey. that and uploaded it to TikTok ages ago. And then um and then they that paparazzo threatened to sell photos of my manager's kids. Um oh, Wow. Uh, oh, that's so fucked. Okay, yeah. I,
2: I have a devil's advocate thing here because I know Lim's you two like, are I'm on the same paparazzo. page. So how much money do I like?
0: yeah. get? <laughs> like, no, how much money <laughs> we talk No, me? because I
2: remember when I first started working with you, Abby, like two years ago. I remember, I don't know who it was, one of my friends, somebody in the industry that was like well, that's what gets you the followers. That's what gets you the downloads. That's what gets you and like these are the people who quote unquote made you. I'm completely devil's advocate. But the question is that obviously consent is a is a black and white thing, but what is a good way, what is an appropriate way to publicize you, to put you in the in the spotlight, to get your, you know, How
0: can it be a mutually beneficial relationship? I don't think that it's beneficial at all to my career. Me, oh, I walk my dog on the same route I do every day. And, we're oh, she got a soy chai latte. Fuck (laughs) me. Must be. She's going to get a million followers from that. Um, I don't think. And
1: you can post your own content now as well. It's like you've got the power. You've got the, you know, you can take photos. You can put that up and they can, and media can use that. I don't think that.
0: Yeah, I don't think. Anything, anything, honestly, anything cooks that I do. I mind that for the podcast, baby. So, like, all the shit that I'm doing, like, I'm monetizing it already. Osher, what do you what, What's your response to that?
1: My response would be that um, I used to shoot a lot. I, sh- I shot a lot before, you know, and so I have a bunch of cameras and um, I have a I have a 600 mil lens. So, next time you've got something happening, I will shoot the photos of you on my, and they'll look like tap photos, <laughs> and I will give them. To these people for free, <laughs> I'll give them to the outlets for free. And so when Buglugs goes, oh, I've got photos, for me. it's like well, we don't need to buy them a few because we've already got some for free, and they look like pap photos. So get. God, f-
0: oh, she gives books. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Sheffield. It's fucking. I, I don't think that it helps. I mean, maybe maybe back twenty years ago when when print media was the main thing. I think now with social media. I don't think that it adds anything to anyone's career to be pap to be papped.
1: Um, I think it's am I crazy? You know, it's a part. It's a it's a part. It's a part of the media landscape that I, I feel is starting to get more and more desperate. This mm. idea. Henry Rollins, who I adore, uh, used to sing in a band called Black Flag, and he does. I'm very inspired by his spoken word stuff, and you know that in very many ways, you know, led to a, I mean, what kind of podcasting and storytelling that I do. Um, he talks about these. Um, this particular branch of media um, in a very kind of Christian dogma way, which I can relate to because it's the kind of school I went to in Brisbane. You'll often see there's a picture of like, you're aware that there's a story around a bloke called Jesus Christ. He was, he died in a very humiliating way. He was nailed to a piece of wood and left in the sun for three days. It was a pretty horrific way to die. Right. And there was a soldier who, while he was dying, had a spear and was just going (laughs) and just poking him in the side. All right. That to me is that portion of the media. It is like, ha ha, it's, <laughs> and they're just kind of getting off on the, getting off on the, you know, hang your fuck now, you know, getting off on that. Yes, they also so, put you know vinegar. I mean? By like, the that, way, if I,
2: pardon. <laughs> they put vinegar to make it hurt more. On
1: Jesus. well, yeah, you, well, Lamb, you kind of. You
2: <laughs> too much, too Lem much. Lem has a confirmation knowledge.
1: name. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> but like that portion of the meter is like that's the only currency they trade in is we're okay, they're fucked.
0: Yeah. We feel
1: better about ourselves because they're, they're shitty. We're making our candle yeah. burn brighter by blowing out theirs. And that's a really, I don't think that's a very sustainable business model.
0: Yeah. So you've done so many decades of TV, and I'm wondering. What is the most surprising thing that you've seen or experienced while filming all these shows? Me uh, losing know, the bunch season seven. There's a lot. There's <laughs> a, that's a lot there. What we're looking
1: for. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot there. I think. I think what what surprised me is that I always try to look for what's the thing that what's my actual job. All right, and I really only have one job. My job is to make people feel less alone. That's it. That is my job. Whether that be through the TV that I make, or the the podcast that I make, or the book that I write, or you know uh, the the live shows that I'm doing, it's to give somebody watching or listening the feeling of, oh, someone else, oh, good. I thought it was just me, mm. or oh, I feel seen or heard. That's all that it is. That's all that my job is, and so I so try to really focus on things like that, and then. I think there was one moment particularly that really struck me. I always love to work on a show like something like The Bachelor because it's a, if if you're not into sport and that's okay, it gives you a son, an opportunity to speak with another person that you otherwise wouldn't speak to about something that you have in common. And I would love that. In the first season, the batch went by. I'd get photos of three people on a couch built, no, five people on a couch built for three. You know, mm. people are, like overnight ratings hate it because you know there's three other TVs that aren't on. You know, <laughs> yes. because everyone's over at someone's house. But um, I always loved that. You know, and and then. On that, the thing that really surprised me was how much I just was so surprised by. I think it was season three. It was Sam Wood, the beautiful man. God damn, he's got abs that could shred cheese. He's fucking so ripped. He's got this big career. He's got all these, you know, he's built this huge business, and he stood there and went, "Oh, I'm the reason I'm single." Ah. Oh. And for a man, as a man, to watch another man have that revelation, because I'd, by this point, been divorced and I'd had to go through all this. Why did that happen? You know, how do I make sure that doesn't happen? Oh, I've okay, I'm going to have to work on that and that and that and that, and then I'm going to try every day to try not to be that guy and, you know, try to work in different ways and have more healthier relationships. Watching him have that revelation on camera and being brave enough to put it out, it was like, man, that is, that's something that beautiful. We've slacked that into prime time in a beautiful way. And that was a really nice message to get out. He's such a nice man. And to have, that's for me is the greatest joy. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a ratings, even though the ratings number dictates whether or not the show will come back. Something like that was like, yes, good. I'm happy that you, I was so happy that he, he said that out loud. Um, Because in many ways, having conversations on our show. Um, like we did in um, in Brooks season, we were able to start these conversations that people otherwise never would start. You know. Mm. When Amy Thunig asked the well, Doctor Amy Thunig now, when she asked both of Brooks' final two, she said, If I was to ask you what country you were on, could you answer the question? Neither of them could. And you know, that alone, like in thirteen words, she was able to Change the conversation or at least put an idea into someone's head about traditional landowners and, you know, what sovereignty means and what a voice to parliament might mean that people otherwise never really thought about. So that I think was a really surprising thing as well. And I'm just grateful to be a part of it, man. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, That's an amazing answer.
0: Here's a dirty reality TV question How's the current filming going?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really well. Is it? Yeah, really well. So who are these three men? All I can tell you is that these three these three men are so delightful. One of them I have a massive crush on. Which one? Um, huh? the uh the X40 player. He's just such the most lovely he's the most lovely man.
0: So it's going well. Is it drama, Osha, is it what's going on? Tell me. Can you give me anything? Can you give me any source? Can you give me any BTS?
1: I know you can't. Just one.
0: One little line. People are gagging for it. It's the Osher Ginsburg, and maybe they'll vote for you for the gold logo if you tell us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can t- I can clearly say this season this season has, I mean uh, it's very different because we're in Melbourne mm. and so uh, we've swapped out kind of swimsuits and stuff for you know kazi by the fire mm, which is so, so cool. good so romantic oh dude it is so romantic this is what I was going to say it is it is so romantic and it's it's because romance isn't you know rose petals on the floor and orchestras mm-hmm. I mean you know. So, There's rose petals on the floor. Well, I never got got that.
0: My dates were cleaning a house. (laughs) My dates were moving house. I think stomping on fruit in a bucket. And I think that was it. Those were my only two single dates. So, and then going for a swim in a pool. So I never got the pedals, Osha. Yes,
1: but what a oh, swim. I know, but you know why? Because I had the personality, to, the carry, I had the
0: personality to carry the boring dates. That's what I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the producers like, is uh, I'm a shit I'm, I'm, ca- I'm
1: not in casting. Yeah. I'm not in casting, but, Abby, I think there's a certain something about you that um, that they definitely were very happy to see. Mm. Uh, no, it's it's very romantic. It's very romantic because romance is also in the little things. Romance is in the little bits and pieces. And with um, the way we're filming this season is very much allowing those little bits and pieces to happen. Happen. like say for example if you know if, if you're with something and there's somebody and there's like a, a flirty note that arrives at work you know with a little gift like mm. that's a beauty ooh ooh I'm gonna see mm. someone tonight ooh, you know there's a little twitchy twitchy <laughs> like okay alright can we wrap this up guys Cause I'll get some, uh... <laughs> so things like that I were able to incorporate a, a lot more which is really nice and it's really lovely yeah I'm really enjoying I it I love that um, I miss my family a lot but that's okay they're um they're having a great time there's, um, one of them's over in Europe with her mates, and the other one's, you know, being nearly four and just you busy know, schedule. Audrey's holding the fort.
0: Wolfie's busy, Wolfie's busy schedule in his little dinosaur outfit. Oh,
1: dude, he's he's oh. yeah, it was pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> and G's in G's in Europe having the best time ever, which is um, which is awesome. Yeah, she was hilarious. Like, so there's a group chat. So so my my stepdaughter's 19 and uh, she's you know, on this massive adventure with her friends. And it was like, so we all got to London and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like three photos a day. Hey, we're here in Paris. There's like three or four photos a day. Okay, off the, on the plane to Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Four days later. Okay, we're off on the plane to <laughs> Greece now. I was like, whoa. big time like, there, G. <laughs> This is the way. That's this is amazing. the way, G. I was very proud of her. Oh, I was very Yeah, she's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, it's fun, man. It's It's really... Yeah, it's, it's really fun. And I'm, you know, I'm beyond grateful. People ask me, someone asked me this the other day, you know, you know, are you worried at all about this or that, or the other or longevity, or someone's was asking me a question about that. I'm like, the day that I lose a job because they've chosen Abby Chatfield to host it over me, I will fucking high-five her. I'm not going to lie. I would be pretty stoked if I heard that. I- <laughs> I'd
0: be like, oh, my God, I've reached my final form.
1: Abby. Did I not tell you, did I not tell you that day we did that thing? Yes. All right. Yes. I fucking told you. What, what's the thing? We did it. Uh, thing. What's the thing? Don't we worry about up, that. I'll we
0: start did a thing. <laughs> no, sorry. We did a secret we thing. We did a thing.
1: We did okay, a thing. Yeah. Um, I told you that day. The day that I lose a job because I've chosen you over me, that is like I will be so fucking happy because it it means to me that – Someone who I've known and I've spoken to and someone whose work ethic I really admire and like, you know, I'm not saying that you you copy me, but I definitely <laughs> think that, no, not at all. But I think I see the way that you absorb information and the way that you see me do something, and then I see you incorporate that thing into what you watching you at work the next day, I'm like, ah, every day's a school day for you, Abby. And I can see you fucking learning so fast, and I'm so fucking proud of how hard you work at, what you do with those lessons, you then go and put your own thing into it and work really hard at it. So the day I lose a job to you, I'll fucking high-five you. I'll make sure you get an extra zero on your deal, <laughs> and then I will go and find something else to do. And then you'll be because pitch another show that is so it. Can- that'd be the perfect that would be the most perfect thing for me you Thank know i'd be thrilled if you did i do I'll be do that. thrilled because there's more there's more pie than there is pie chart this idea of scarcity in our industry has been has driven like people that are on like i've been lucky to be on this tv world for a while now but uh, you know as, as long as i as long as i go because someone like you's taken my <laughs> place so i'm very happy
0: oh that's so lovely i mean i do you're right i don't copy you but i do i do see the way osha works you mm. and chrissy swan I try and absorb. Oh, she's things amazing! From.
1: Exactly. I watch every day. I'm. It's a fucking masterclass. Every day I'm at work with Chrissy Swan mm. is a masterclass.
0: But I do, I do learn a lot from you. I actually watched some Bachelor episodes before I went away to try and get some OSHA, oh. some OSHA vibes. Um, but FBoy Island is very different, obviously. But working with you is, is such, is such a. This is so cliche. It's such a blessing. It's a really, it's a privilege to work with you and to see you work. And I learn from you all the time. And I just think you are an incredible kind man who is so talented and yeah, I'm just grateful that we're also friends outside of work and thank you for very mentoring sweet me. Of you to
1: say. I'm very grateful to that. You would even listen or consider something that I would say, uh, because I can see you might, you're on, you're on a fucking rocket ship. You don't need me, <laughs> but there's things that I have done. Um, that ended up destroying everything that I could save you the destruction. Cool. I could save you the pain and the and the fiscal cost mm. of those lessons by just sharing them with you. And like, no, do that. Yeah. Do with that what you will. Okay, you know,
0: <laughs> I appreciate it,
1: guys. It took me a long time to fucking <laughs> sort it back out again, but it still blows my mind. You know, to be to be in a, in a in a place where I'm literally standing next to two of the greatest. I can't compare myself to um, uh, 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 Sonia or Julia, who are both the two, two presenters in the Logies gold thing. Um, but Sean and Hamish I can compare myself to uh, because we're both men. Those two are the greatest, two of the greatest have ever, ever done it, ever. You know, that I'm literally in the same category as these th- guys, blows my mind. I think
0: this year the nominees are all... Like the the best of the best that's been in Australian TV, and you're including that Osha. So that's what people will be thinking about you as well. So please, if you feel inclined, not going to force you or guilt you, but also just think about how much Osher's given us. He's given us Channel <laughs> 3. He's given us Bondi Rescue voiceovers, and that's an important part of the show. He's, he's given us Masked Singer. And also, guys, he was there when I was on TV for the first time, so there's something to do with that. And he made me better for FBoy Island, I think. So if you liked FBoy Island, if you liked anything that Osher Ginsburg has touched, then please vote for him. And if not, I mean... Selfish, but I understand. But also, <laughs> but also, please, because I want I will be on the same table at the Logies. So I want
1: we will. Oh, we, we will. Oh, I get a plus one as a gold be? Logie nom- as a gold Logie nominee. Yes, you get a plus Maybe one. you won't be with so us. I then. get. To, I, no, I hope I am. I think we will. Surely, be. I get a. I get to nominated. bring my wife. I get to bring my wife. Yay, and so, Audrey, Audrey, I get to bring my wife, which is so I'm so thrilled because she is such, she's a reason I'm alive. Uh, she, no, it's not a, you know, hyperbole to say she saved my life. And But to be able to share this night with her, regardless of whatever outcome, I mean, because when I heard that my wife was able to come with me, I was like, oh, this is great, because now we can sit there and whisper to each other like we do on the couch about, that's that guy from that
0: oh.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm excited. I hope you're on just... the table. I love Audrey. I hope we're all on the same table.
1: She's a delight. She's, she's she's getting a dress made for her. It's fucking amazing. Um I'm so thrilled to be able to have this night with her and just be able to just have a nice time with my wife. It's just gonna be so, so lovely. It's so fucking long though. It's so <laughs> long. Because I know crew I know crew that work on it and they're like, I just saw the call show. I saw the it's just seven <laughs> hours. It's four it's, it's seven four hours, four hours on air. Oh, what wow. awards ceremony's ever gone to time not one <laughs> so and the gold logo is the last one and voting is open until the ad break before like shimmy oh. crickets mate too many like, I'm going to be trying to do all this on a veggie stack. God damn.
0: Okay, we'll <laughs> do some content while we're there. I'll be like, I'll be like, if you like my titties in this dress, vote for Osha. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you
1: if you if you if you think them, the me meal- Make your assets work for yeah. you. You knew this from your financial <laughs> yes. days, right? Make your assets work for you. Have you-
0: my caption would be vote for Osher. if you think I look hot. Don't bother commenting. Go to tvweek.com <laughs> and vote for Osher Ginsberg. Um, do you think this meal looks nice? If you do, go and vote for Asha. <laughs> Ah. If you don't go and vote, I will fucking do a campaign. But Osha, thank you so much for your time. I want to have you on again to talk about all so much more. Um, Osha, thank you, love you. I'll see you on Sunday
1: at the logie. Oh yes, this Sunday. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, team. Thank you, everybody, for having me. A listener
2: production.